Welcome to How to In Bed, the ultimate guide to unlocking your full sexual potential. Join me, Lara, an erotica writer and the creator of the sexual wellness platform Tales of Lara, as I spin new tales of sexual exploration with leading experts. Together, we'll unravel the mysteries of cultivating deep, intimate connections with insights like unlocking the secrets of lasting love and channeling your inner dominatrix. Let's dive into How to In Bed with Lara, where pleasure has no boundaries. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Pussy Church in our new series, How to in Bed. Today, I'm here with incredible Sophia Sundari, an author and modern Tantra teacher for our episode, How to Tantra. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Pleasure to be in the Pussy Church. <laughs> Thanks Thank for coming you. to Pussy Church. Honestly, <laughs> so Marisa Vash has been on the show before, too. She's told me about your work and I had done like a deep dive and it was like oh my god this woman is incredible i want to talk to her and like hear all her wisdom so i'm so excited we could make this happen because i think people would really benefit to hear from you and also you know work with you my pleasure so this is a how-to show and it's kind of back to the basics so how did you get started doing this work yeah so the way i started was very fascinating like I would have never imagined that that that's that's a part of my destiny <laughs> I grew up in Russia and all I knew was what society was doing and all what society was preoccupied with was how to get the right education how to get married in the right way how mm. to be attractive enough how to attract your partner and just you know live together and make babies and like just that that's all I knew about life and so what I did what I thought would, would create me this, that kind of life was to study law because I thought if you study law then you will get a good job and you will get successful and make the money you'll need the partner and all of those things and uh, life didn't want that for me <laughs> <laughs> maybe thank god and, <laughs> yeah thank god <laughs> at that time it didn't, feel like, it didn't feel like a blessing at all at that time yes. Um, because I had to go through different things that just woke me up. First was death of my best friend that mm. just came so sudden. Um, and at that time, I was just like exploring also party and not having any intentionality about my life, just like seeing where I go with the flow. And uh, that death really shook me up. And then I started to to just like have some thought process around how do I actually want to live this life. Mm. And then I got fired because I was just not so, I was not at all involved with that job. I was traveling as, as often as I could. I was coming late, leaving early. I was just doing this job just to make money, but I really couldn't care less. And so rightfully so, my boss kicked me out. And then my life really crumbled. And uh, then I got very depressed. Like for some months, I was really depressed. I was drinking a lot with my gay friend. And I was like, I don't want to live like that. It was really a question of like, like, what do we do here? Because I am yeah. not, I, I cannot live like that. And then by some grace, I just started to ask those questions. I was like, okay, what's my core problem? And I figured out back then 
that my core problem was that I was not confident enough because I mm. thought if I were more confident, I would attract a partner and then I would marry him and then my life will be good. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> How it <laughs> goes so often. the plan. <laughs> the plan. So I go on Google and by some grace, I'm coming across some really advanced quantum physics material. And this material changes my life and fast because I come into contact with this material that tells me that I'm the creator of my reality, that I can manipulate my energy, that I can direct my energy in certain ways that actually draws what I desire towards me. And I was like, what? How come no one is talking about this? It's great. Everyone should know it. And I was like, okay, okay. No, 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 everyone should know it. But I am knowing this now. So let me just savor that. And then in a week, my life changed completely. And I had enough money to just go and buy one-way ticket to India and disappear. Like just this one-way ticket, all I wanted. And I, all I felt like, okay, I want to go to India. I want to do some yoga. I want to just immerse in, in this culture. I want to just go in like I felt this calling I actually want to go in and away from that life that I created for myself away from my family away from every structure that I've known and then I came across this tantra thing mm. and I'm like well I'm interested in yoga I don't know <laughs> tantra is about taxes for hippies it's like some weird kind of stuff they're like no 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 it's something different you're gonna really love it I'm like I don't need help with my sex life okay Although back then I didn't have any orgasms, I hardly knew anything about sex. Mm, <laughs> like having you know all the education I had was just from pornography and from some ideas from boyfriends. And, but still, I didn't consider that I could have expanded in any way. And that's I, that I find very interesting now when I talk to people and they're like, "Oh, I, I'm good. I'm good. I'm not very good, but are you satisfied with good? <laughs> because <laughs> oh, there's so yes. much more." <laughs> and I came to this workshop. And I came to this workshop and I was completely mind blown. I was asking those questions, who am I, where am I coming from? What is this body? All these questions were getting answered in a way that I really knew deep down. And I was like, what? This is incredible. And so I stayed. And then I went into full-time practice for five years. I just stayed in that school and in another school, which is even more advanced, like um where I started really cultivating my subtle bodies, really going deep into meditation and uh, practicing really advanced levels of Tantra, where it's like, where is sex, right? Because everyone associates Tantra with sex, but the only place where sex would come in here is that sense of, like in Tantra, what makes it a unique spiritual path is that this path includes life. It's not like something that you need to isolate yourself, go somewhere mm -hmm. in the mountain, but it's a path that really sees life as the goddess yeah because mm -hmm. in tantra we see that every living thing is sacred that there is god there is divinity in every living thing and all of that is called goddess and so um that's that's what i completely dedicated my life to because once i got touched by that incredible bliss that i get to experience in, in just my normal ordinary life once I got kissed by that, I knew there's no turning back for me. I love this. I think it's so, so relatable in so many ways, right? Because we get all these ideas of like what life is supposed to be and who we're supposed to be in our society. And maybe especially as women, but really also as men, what is our role that we have to play? And like, 
go and get a husband and you'll be happy or go get this job and you'll be okay and everybody will respect you and you'll be fulfilled. But really in the end, right, we're just chasing outside of ourselves. And I I had a very similar experience with my sexuality, I think, in a sense that I felt like I was I was fine, you know, I was fine. And then there's something in me where I was like, nothing is on my terms. I felt like my sexuality was told to me somehow. I mean, never really explained, you know, apart from like, don't get an STI or <laughs> don't get pregnant or whatever you are taught. And nothing about what does sexuality mean to me? Like, what is my sexuality? And I think that's so interesting what you just said about Tantra, that I think when people think about Tantra, or even I, you think a lot about partnered sexual practices. And it really sounds like it starts with you and you exploring yourself. Absolutely. Yeah, it starts with you and you remembering yourself and like yourself, mm. not in a small self way not in the personal self way which is a part of it and we ha get to like undo the knots because the personal self contains a lot of knots which are products of our wounding of our traumas of our like things that are keeping us hooked in this three-dimensional reality belief that that's all we are that what we see in the mirror that's all we are but then we actually invited on a really profound exploration where by going in, you actually discover yourself as infinity, where you discover yourself as not limited by this physical form. But ultimately, the greatest practice is to just really meet every moment as a beloved, meet every moment as a lover. And like, not just like a lover that you are, you know, so bored of each other, you're walking in pajamas all day long, but like a lover that you just met, where you, you're like mm, fascinated, where you like, yes. you notice every, every, every hair in his eyebrows and and you just feel the the differences in his smell and and different changes and how the light is falling on his skin and like that's how we get to meet every single moment of our life and that's really the greatest way to practice spirituality what would be a way for me or anybody who's listening to start paying attention or how do you start looking at things with a loving gaze mm -hmm. Well, I feel, first of all, especially for women, it's about connecting to the pussy. Ah, yes. <laughs> now we're getting to where I wanted to go. <laughs> yes, because it's like when we disconnect from the body, it's really difficult to connect to everything else. And that's what we started with. Like you first have to connect to yourself and then yeah, from there you, you experience everything as a part of yourself. Yeah. But then where we disconnect most is from our sexuality. Yeah, and that's where, like, that's why Tantra is so deeply associated with sexuality because we just simply don't avoid sexuality because it's just such a core energy of our life. That's what created us. Yeah, yes. and then trying to avoid it. And whenever we cut ourselves from, you know, we start leading from belly button upwards, mm -hmm. then we are actually disconnecting from what makes us human. And so when we connect to our genitals, when we connect to those powerful centers below the belly button, this is where, first of all, usually like a lot of like shedding that starts to happen and a lot of like beliefs and a lot of karma starts to be cleansed. A lot of wounds may come to the surface, mm. but actually that's the way. Yeah. And that's the invitation to go very deep into the body. And then for a woman, you know, just like, I mean, yeah, there are practices and I teach practices for that and they are super helpful. 
they accelerate the things. But ultimately, it's about just like they every day having the sense like you walk through the day and just connect to the tissues in your vagina and start relaxing them. And then mm. that really make it your like commitment every day, no matter what you do, if you're working, if you're talking to others, if you're walking around, just like see how you draw your attention down because most of our attention is in the head. And then you start to experience life completely differently. You start to experience life through your body and you start to experience more of the totality. If I would start practicing Tantra, we would start with the pussy. <laughs> I would, yeah, I really, this is how I like to start. Actually, we start like, you know, even in some of the, like in cross courses that women really don't expect it, like it's a course on attracting your partner or any other kind of course, we, we like start with the yoni. But we are starting there because that's where we're most repressed. So we go there mm -hmm. and uh, we start to see the miracles because what I see with women who are actually starting to go into the feminine, into the, into the yoni, it's just like there's such a liberation, there's such a freedom. There is so they, they start to take so much more space. I receive feedback from men crying in my inbox saying, Thank you for doing this to my woman. She's like <laughs> perfect radiant. She's laughing. She's smiling. She's happy. I love to be with her again. Yeah, and, and it's like the whole like such a big liberation that's taking place just on this level. So there's different practices. You mentioned online, you do like a yoni egg practice. Mm -hmm. There's some yoni massages. Mm -hmm. So these would be the practices to help you get in touch, mm -hmm. basically. Yeah, yeah. Yoni, the armoring is wonderful because it's like we literally have armor in the vagina that is a product of all those unlived emotions. Mm. Like because whatever we are not living, it gets accumulated and it gets most accumulated in the most sensitive part of our body, which is the yoni. And so she accumulates a lot. And then when we are working directly on her and then we, with the armoring, we can find different spots and they are related to different emotions. And then it just helps, helps us get unstuck, not even on an emotional level, but also very often on financial level. Also, mm. often just like if there are like some, just like stuck, like a situation that is stuck in our life, that also tends to get this flow because when we connect to, to the sexual flow, we bring flow everywhere. What would be the equivalent for the masculine or for men or male identifying? Yeah, connect with the penis. Connect with your sexual organs. And I also have a course for that, which is very successful amongst men. And uh, it's literally because men have actually also quite a lot of shame and disconnect. Mm -hmm. And also many men experienced sexual abuse in ways that we don't even understand. Yes. But it is true. Like I've met a lot, a lot of men who actually have tremendous disconnect because either because they had abuse or because they feel so scared to hurt the woman. Mm -hmm. Yeah, based on the Me Too movement that you know, gave a lot of voice to victims of abuse but then also you know the pendulum swung and then men started to feel like oh okay so my power is dangerous it's not welcome I should hold myself back and then kind of men go into more like a reserved place and and scared and not knowing how to actually be with their power so I find that there's like tremendous liberation for men that's also happening with this work because 
many times we say like don't think with your clock or something like this like we mm -hmm. hear this expression but mm -hmm. i actually think that if men thought more with their clock the world would be much better place you think because so it, yes because it's the <laughs> mind that is not pure our sexuality is pure but the mind mm. that you know converts everything and pollutes it with our traumas with our um conditioning this is what then damages the things damages the purity of something so innocent as our sexuality as the the force that 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 makes flowers blossom that you know births us that that creates this whole entire existence it's absolutely pure but with our minds we may make it impure I love that you called sexuality innocent because it's probably the opposite of what we are all taught. It's the most depraved, right? It's the most, the darkest thing. It's sturdy. It has all these um, attributes that were given or connotations that were given by our society. And when you say it this way, it makes complete sense to me. I'm like, yeah, of course it's innocent. This is like a baby's made this way. And when you said the whole nature i'm like looking out the window and i see all this um all these plants that are so green and lush because it's rained so much and that's because of a form of sexuality and reproduction because at first i was like if men think more with their cock we'll be in a crazy place and then i was like well i guess if we have to reframe the <laughs> whole structure of what that could mean to us yeah, again to this relaxation yeah when you really relax you actually become very soft on the outside because with what happened, how women felt like, okay, we, we are kind of, we don't have equal pay, we are seen as inferior, so we have to fight, we have to show them that mm -hmm. we are powerful. And what started to happen, and feminism was a part of this whole kind of culture, and what started to happen is that women started to be liberated, but they started to be liberated into their masculine, not into their feminine. Yes. And there started to become this process of hardening on the outside, where we are very soft on the inside, we are all so soft on the inside. But then oftentimes we have this hard shell on the outside and this completely impenetrable quality that we just don't let life in. We don't let people in. We don't let intimacy in. Where it has to be reversed. We have to be strong on the inside and very soft on the outside. And that's how intimacy can actually happen. Well, I think this is it because the masculine values were the ones valued, right? So yeah. If you think about it in like a systematic or patriarchy or whatever, of course, you're going to try to emulate what is valued in your society. Mm -hmm. um, and then you lose yourself. Yeah. Or, I mean, even when you said softness, right? Which also is the softness within the man, right? That yeah. you are soft and strong um, or you're strong because you have, you have access to that softness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If a couple would want to start um, practicing Tantra together, what's the intention behind practicing Tantra? In Tantra, when we look at couples, um, we see them as uh, agents of each other's transformation. Mm. It's not just like people came together, fell in love. Like love is something that is cultivated. You know, those kind of magnetic pull towards each other. Very often it has like, it's based on traumas and karmic patterns, but actually love is something that grows and that we choose and that we grow into. And then when we choose to be uh, partners on a spiritual path together, which is what it means to practice Tantra together, to be partners on a spiritual path, it means that then we become agents of each other's transformation. 
where my I being me being uncompromising on my path and him being uncompromising on his path, we are supporting each other's highest destiny. We are supporting each other's highest growth just by being who we are. And that's that's what's really important that we kind of release ourselves, although we address like patterns of codependency or any kind of tendencies that may be there in relationships. We don't need to like pretend they're not there. They are. And yeah. we often need to address it first in order to come to this place of sovereign wholeness inside of ourselves. And then when we meet, then from this place, we actually finally meet each other in this vertical place. Yeah, not in this dependent kind of A-type relationship, yeah, where it's like we are leaning on each other and we cannot be without each other. But then we can move into the H-type relationship where I am vertical and strong and you are vertical and strong and there is a bond between us. And then, yeah, so that's the purpose. And then from there, um, it's not so, like oftentimes people come with a sense of like we are not having sex or our sex is not as strong as it used to be. What happened? And then they try to do take Viagra's or take some supplements or uh, women think that something's wrong with them. Maybe they put on weight. Maybe they are aging or something. And what I see time and time again, it's incredible. The greatest aphrodisiac is truth. So when mm. a couple actually, like when they start working with me, all I get them to do is actually sit in front of each other and really get naked. Like even keeping their clothes on for the, yes. for the start. <laughs> but get <laughs> naked emotionally completely. Like where there, is, where there are secrets, where there's lack of transparency, what are the dreams, what are the desires that you didn't voice to your partner? Like, are you completely yes. transparent? What hurt you? Are you talking about this? Are you naming it? Uh, do you dare to show your ugliness to your partner and be okay with doing that? Like even as we were speaking about the shame, can you share that shame just by, you know, sharing your human heart? And that's what already usually like instantly opens the gates, the greatest sex. Yeah, I always thought and talk about this quite a lot about sexuality being just a mirror of your emotional life, right? That whatever happens in relationship or outside of relationship, even if you're single and you're either having casual sex or none or, you mm -hmm. know, you make love to yourself, it's all kind of a mirror of where you're at and where you're at together. Mm -hmm. In that sense, it makes complete sense that if you create emotional intimacy, your sexual intimacy would be greater. I mean, it seems like the most logical place to go. Is there some kind of prerequisite that people will already have to, because you said this earlier, often when people come to your work, they already have done therapy or mm -hmm. um, have been in like a spiritual path in some kind of capacity. Or can you just start Tantra without like having you know, have had therapy or meditation practice or something like that. Yeah, no, I believe you can start any time, you know, because some people, they never consider themselves spiritual, but mm -hmm. sometimes it's actually really good to not even consider yourself spiritual because uh, some people just have this natural openness and natural connection to their innocence and they just want to, want to open to life in the biggest way possible. And that's all that is actually required, like this openness, yes. that, that's it. But usually to come to that openness, sometimes we just build so many layers of protection from it. So that's where like it's good to to, have, to do like therapy and to undo those knots. But at the same time, oftentimes I have clients coming in, they didn't do much, but they are just ready. 
they just yes. have them cooked by life with their own attitude, how they met their challenges, how they process their impulses of blaming the world and actually then turning inwards and taking responsibility. Like these are the things that actually already makes people ready. It probably just needs a desire to go deeper. Yeah, exactly. Literally and figuratively. Um, (laughs) So we started with the truth. In your work, do you then help couples have a, a physical practice, like different things that they can do together? The first practice I'm actually giving them is self-pleasure, where they mm. actually get to connect to themselves and they do it individually. And then they can also do it together in the same space, which is also very, very beautiful. And like really with this intention, like not to come together, not to seduce each other, but actually just really be together in this charged space of pleasure. And uh, or not, on, not only pleasure, because self-pleasure is not only about pleasure. Self-pleasure is about just connecting to what is, to what is here and expanding into it, not looking for the outcome, not looking for ejaculation, not looking for an orgasm, but actually opening to all there is. So that's a beautiful practice. And then there are so many different things we can do and different energy cultivation practices and and different ways how we can like show up for each other as those agents of each other's transformation and rituals and oh, yeah, just a lot, a lot just depends on the on what is opening, yeah, what is available for the couple. You were talking about the big O, Mm -hmm. not just the peak orgasm, but with Chandra, you focus more on like a full body orgasm. Is that right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, because once you have one, you just don't go back to Can you, <laughs> you explain from... <laughs> Can you explain to me what you exactly mean by that? Yeah, absolutely. I wrote a whole book about it, Liberation to Orgasm, which I subtitle as True Pleasure Beyond Pleasure. So ultimately we start big. Yeah. Ultimately <laughs> for me the biggest orgasm, the truest orgasm is the state of oneness with the divine. This is our true natural place. It's absolutely ecstatic. It's blissful. And it's who we truly are. And then through our body, as you asked me also in the beginning, there's a body and the tool. Then, yeah, through the portal of our body, we get to open into that. Yeah. And that's where it's like, okay, you, you will have maybe sometimes still a desire for like a quick orgasm. It's okay. But still, like when you get to experience your body as a portal to infinity, it's mm-hmm. it's like you're not going to be so fascinated by quick release of the clitoral <laughs> orgasm. <laughs> yeah, I um I was talking about this um, on another podcast. Last year, I had a breakup and I felt very afterwards, very disconnected from my body. And in lieu of Tantra, because I didn't have a practice, I started doing this thing because I felt like when I was thinking about sex or my sexuality or even masturbating, it made me sad because I was still heartbroken and it made me think of my ex. And um, so I started doing this thing that I then later termed mindful masturbation, where I started touching myself and kind of seducing myself, not thinking about anything sexual no sexual mm-hmm. fantasies. Mm-hmm. I was just trying to focus only on sensation. 
And I've never experienced anything like I've experienced doing that with myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I was like joking. I was like, it's like a psychedelic drug. Um, yes. Because, <laughs> because I, I couldn't believe where it brought me, like what visuals it brought up in me, how it it just sounds if I'm like, don't even find the words because it's difficult to explain what I saw and what I felt in that moment. Yeah, beautiful. How could you cultivate moments like this um, with a partner? Well, first of all, I, I absolutely love that you came up with that. And that was, and then that always happens like that, that pain actually helps us go deeper. And mm. we don't like pain, but it's such a beautiful thing, actually. It's like we shouldn't be scared of pain. We shouldn't be scared of an off rock bottom because. Oftentimes we create those rock bottoms for us oh, so yeah. that we break through and we go where we meant to go. Because when we are comfortable, it's very hard to come up with something like that. Yeah, then you just like so oh, yeah, in love no. with your partner and you're so <laughs> into him and all you want to think is him. And, but then you're heartbroken and you come up with something so so genius because that's exactly what um, what I invite my clients to do is like completely get out of the mind because whenever you're fantasizing, whenever you're watching something stimulating, you are in your head. So the mm. energy is here and we want the energy to be in the body. And then when you bring so much presence yeah, with, to every touch, to every your breath, yeah, this is the meditation. Yeah, this is the meditation, the leading, breathing meditation. And I love it um, with like very sexual open people like yourself. It's just, there's just so much energy that's available. That's why you travel there. And I get this feedback so much from people. Also, when I do, now I do it uh, pretty rare, but in the past I used to do a lot of yonity armoring for women and the uh, sexual massage, like tantric sexuality massage, tantric de-armoring to both men and women. And then that would be very often the feedback that we go to the session and I leave them alone. They rest sometimes for like half an hour. And then I tell them, okay, and I'll start coming back. And they open their eyes. And like the first thing they say is like, who needs drugs? Like, <laughs> yes. This, like, this, like no drugs can ever take you here. It's like, it, it's insane. And, and then it's so empowering because you literally don't need anything from the outside. It's yours. Yes. You can accept it anytime. With the tantric mindset, how can I bring that into my love life? Yeah, you asked me before also, how do we actually share it with a partner? And it's also a brilliant question because this is where it gets more charged and mm. and also more fun and uh, more challenging and even more expensive. Because what I believe is that now, what I see actually is that love, this this fabric of existence, is actually it's such a charged, potent frequency. So it's like love is is hovering over the planet and looking for those willing individuals who actually want to open to it and let mm. it move through us. And individually, we can receive a certain amount, but when we are together and we really are in that conscious union, that sacred union, and of meeting, which then becomes more than the sum of the parts, more than just the partner and yourself, but it becomes a, a magnificent uh, space where we are so much more powerful, we are so much more receptive. We, it's like we become a landing platform for that grace, for that love to flow through us. So that's where we can connect with that um, uh, concept of power couple, 
and where mm. actually the two people being together, they become more powerful than they are individually because they conduce more love, they conduce more power, they are more receptive together. So practices would include, just because sometimes I think with Tantra, then it seems a bit abstract, right? We're like, okay, we're coming together, we're having these moments and we're sharing truth um, and getting intimate. But there's specific practices that people can do that also tantric history, right, provides us with. Mm -hmm. What are kind of yeah. the p pillars of this practice? Well, really, it's this transparency. Like, it's just, you know, it, it's, it doesn't sound like practice, but it's just, mm -hmm. it's the most challenging part of them all. Like, to really, how transparent we can be. So that's where it really starts and never ends. And then from there, there are just such exquisite things that, that show up. Um, for example, like, if we're speaking specifically about the intimacy and like sexual practice, we can make love without touching each other. Yeah. And it's also a profound way to be intimate together. And like how, how do you feel how, how we do can... you how do you make love without touching each other? You make love to their voice, you make love to their smell, you make love to, to just their energy. Yeah. And you can be just in opposite parts of the room and just mm. looking at each other. And you oh. may experience mind-blowing expansion and an orgasmic opening through just that. Yeah, it's like you may make love to someone to just being in a crowded place. Yeah, you don't even need to be like in a formal practice. Although also there are those formal practices and they're beautiful to create to create like a ritual environment and really like like practice love making on different chakras, for example, engaging different types of energy. You can bring more fire, you can bring more water, you can bring more air. Like that's just so many things that we can explore, but actually you don't even need to be in the bedroom for that. You can just, you know, live your life and be in in the most like mundane uh, life situations and make love to them just there energetically. This is so interesting to me because I've experienced also how even how my my yoni, let's um, if we go with this word, my vulva, my yoni, how much it can activate, be aroused without being touched at all. Mm hmm Just by, like you said, maybe just, I mean, somehow mentally, but also energetically being in some kind of a sense in a relationship in a moment with somebody that arouses me when you feel worshipped yeah yes. when you feel completely adored she will wake up and there are lots of those tantric practices of actually worshipping the pussy worshipping the yoni it. <laughs> yeah this is what we're here for <laughs> yeah, absolutely it should be every day of our lives we should be worshipping the yoni because she is the goddess how can your partner worship your yone? Uh, in many different ways. Uh, he can worship it just by really profoundly loving you, like not holding back anything, any little part, just love, just adoration for the woman by recognizing the goddess in her. And that's one of the fundamental tantric practices called transfiguration, where you look at the person and you don't just look at them, but you look at the god or the goddess in them. And you actually can get to have a direct experience of that. That's completely mind-blowing. You don't need any drugs for that. <laughs> and you experience universe just like that with your eyes open. 
And that's a tremendous way to worship uh, your beloved. And then there are also practices uh, like really ancient, like really, really ancient tantric practice. It's called Yoni Puja. Yeah, it literally means Yoni worship, where we use different substances that are offered to the Yoni, that are sanctified when they touch the Yoni. And it's it's very magical. It's It's just... It takes you in completely altered states of consciousness because there is like a, a, a it's a charged space where you actually are looking at the yoni directly, yeah, naked yoni, and then you're offering different liquids to her. Are you like offering what liquids? Honey oh, honey, okay. honey, uh, yogurt, milk, rose water, and then it's like I teach this in, in Limitless Love course, and then it's like. <laughs> You know, you need a lot of context for that. You understand that each of these liquids it represents something. Yeah, like Hanya represents the fire element. And then you're like offering it. And then you're like, thank you for keeping the fires, for keeping us warm. Yeah, you're offering the water and the purification. May any emotions that are stuck, may anything that is ready to flow through you, may it be washed away. Yeah, and then everything was just so much intention. It's like my yoni that has had so much shame that I wondered about hair or no hair, smell or no smell, or how to dress her, how to call her. Is she a pee-pee? Is she a poo-poo? Is she a, <laughs> a what? And then she is like worship. And then you are receiving this and you feel like so much just warmth is coming mm. back into the woman when her yoni is worshipped in this way. I feel like in some kind of a way, when I hear you talk, I feel like we're in full circle, right? In a way that when you go outside of yourself as a society, maybe, or as a cultural path, right? You go so far away from yourself and then you have to find ways to get back to yourself. Mm -hmm. That yeah. there is this ancient wisdom or this human wisdom that we might have just disconnected from. Yeah. The positive spin on this is w there is a way back. <laughs> yeah. And we just get to remember and we just get to see how natural it is. It's not some kind of woo-woo kind of weird thing to do. It's so natural. So you have a lot of classes online that people mm -hmm. can take. How are they structured and what do you recommend people start with if they're interested in this work? An amazing course for couples is Limitless Love, where it's also good for singles, for those who want to really understand tantric sexuality in a deeper way. Uh, but then for women, for example, uh, beautiful courses are with Activated Women. Mm -hmm. So it's really like a, a Bible. I believe every single woman should access to, have access to and know it. And then uh, also my other course, the Deep Feminines, for those who already have done this kind of work and want to go deeper, like the Deep Feminine is, is something that I continually practice and my most advanced clients are also practicing and benefiting a lot. If I do an online class with my partner or by myself, is there also something that you offer or other ways to do it in a sense of like an in-person mm -hmm. tantra class that people can take? Yeah, yeah. I run in-person retreats. I have one coming up in just a few weeks in Costa Rica, mm -hmm. which I'm absolutely delighted for. It's only for women, this one. And it's it has really like women who 
who are pretty advanced and who are really ready to go deep. It's, it's really, I'm, I'm delighted. I love this in-person work. So I do this. I also do VIP days when a couple or individual can just hire me for a day or two and go to a stunning location and we have a whole day to practice. Um, or I also do one-on-one -on -one mentorship or sometimes also do mentorship with couples over prolonged periods of time, a minimum of three months or one month. I also do sometimes one month to a year. What if I'm very interested in doing this or my partner is and I'm hesitant? Yeah, it's really important not to try to convince the partner yeah. because I've seen, I've seen couples trying to convince the partner. And I also work like one of my closest long-term one-on-one clients. She actually has a situation where her husband is very, and they've been together for many, many years, and he's very skeptical, mm -hmm. but she doesn't stop. She doesn't stop and she's been with me for years now. And he just, he just changes. It's just, it's just, it's amazing. He doesn't do any work. He did, but he changes because of who she is becoming. Mm -hmm. And he just, he worships her. He carries her on his arms everywhere. It's like he writes poetry for her, which he has never done in 30 years there together. It's incredible. Yeah. And then like, okay, he doesn't come to the classes, but it's okay because mm -hmm. she has the most incredible intimacy now, which never happened before. And uh, everything is changing because she is really stepping into the one she came here to be and uh, he is reflecting that. Last but not least, how can people find your work? Well, I'm very active on Instagram. I'm constantly providing a lot of valuable content there. Sophia Sundari is my Instagram. It's my favorite social media at the moment, but I'm also on other platforms and Facebook and TikTok and Pinterest <laughs> and also I have a podcast. <laughs> it's called Boundless so Love? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Boundless Love podcast. Thank you so much for coming on the show. My pleasure. Really fun talking to you. Thank you, you too. Thank you guys so much for listening to our episode, How to Embrace Sacred Intimacy. I hope you enjoyed exploring the secrets of sexual intimacy and satisfaction with me. You can find our guest, Sophia Sundari, in the show notes. And remember to visit our website, talesoflara.com, for more valuable resources and tips to enhance your sexual wellness journey. If you like today's show, please head over to iTunes or Spotify to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It helps us keep the show going. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would be amazing too. See you next Sunday. Until then, stay curious and keep exploring.